0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. In this episode, we are going to continue with the magical book of dreams. In the last part, Esther was trying to read the book by candlelight, but her candle was never big enough. In this part, she is going to try again and see how much she can read before the candle burns out. She can't wait to see what new adventures she might read about. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 4 Esther ate dinner that night quickly, Resulting in her mother's nightly scolding to slow down and taste her food. Normally, she would listen, especially when it was her mother's delicious meat pie. But Esther was preoccupied with reading more from her book. She knew tonight had to be the last night she read from its pages without telling her mother. After dinner, she helped her mother clean the table and wash the dishes, while her little brother went to the bathroom to wash up. Heaven's kingdom, child, you are moving fast tonight, her mother said. I don't mind you cleaning up after dinner quickly, but I don't often see you doing these chores with such speed. I'm just anxious to get reading, Ma. My, um, homework, mother, Esther replied. All right, then. I'll light the candle for you and your brother. Be sure to help him when you are both at the table. Homework and reading time seemed to go by incredibly slowly. But finally, after the candle burned down to the bottom, it was time for all to go to bed to rest. Esther's mother gave her and her brother a hug and a kiss and sent them off to bed. Get some sleep, you two, and Esther, I don't want to see you up late in your room looking at things. It will strain your eyes. Sleep well, Mom, they both said in almost unison. Esther waited until the house grew quiet and then lit another candle she had brought with her. She grabbed her school bag, which contained the leather-bound book she was anxiously waiting to read. Taking it out, she placed it on the floor and turned the pages until she reached where she had left off the night before. Examining the page, she saw the text, though short, was in yet another hard-to-read scribe. And so she slowly began to read the story and hoped she could finish it before her candle burned out. It read, This is another recollection of my travels with my travel companion Arava and a new friend, a most remarkable person named Selina. Arava and I had traveled together for a time through the mystical forest and the meadows beyond. Walking allows you the time to appreciate all the beauty of the kingdom and the ability to meet many of the people who live in it. After a day's walk through the meadow and the adjoining town, we came upon a wood with high white trees that seemed to touch the skies. As it was getting dark, we picked up the pace until we came upon a clearing at the end of the trail, where a small town, if you could call six or so buildings a town, appeared, offering us a chance to rest. There was a small inn where we discovered, after speaking to the innkeeper, another traveler was staying in the last available room. The innkeeper suggested that we ask her if she was agreeable to having a couple more travelers stay with her, with the benefit of a cheaper fee for all. Luckily, she agreed, or it might have been a night sleeping with the sheep in the stable. Beyond the most basic of introductions, All we learned about our fellow traveler was that her name was Selena. We were all too tired to talk and immediately took our sleeping places for the night. I got the floor while they enjoyed the comfort of a mattress. We all slept well that night, but upon waking in the morning, I felt completely out of sorts. My body ached, and despite the chill of the morning air, I felt hot. Arava took one look at me and said, You look terrible. I think it best you stay put today. But we must keep going today, if we are to make the river crossing by noon, I weakly protested. Why don't you go on ahead, Selina said to Arava. I can stay here with him a couple days. A bit more rest won't hurt me. And then, if you agree, he and I both can meet up with you at the town of Knott's in one week. The trail I know is not as enjoyable as the river crossing, but it is faster and will allow him to rest and still meet you later. Arava eventually agreed and her departure allowed me to get to know the remarkable traveler, Selena. Before I slept again due to the fever, I apologized to them both and promptly fell asleep. I awoke much later in the day with Selena sitting next to the fireplace in our room. Ah, you are awake, gimbal. Let me feel your forehead much improved. You are resilient for a man of your age, she said. My age? Do I look aged to you? I said to her, somewhat taken back. No, of course not. But most of the wanderers of the kingdom I have met are those much younger than you, and often are in search of something not found where they come from. I guess that is true of many travelers in the kingdom, I replied. How do you feel? I feel better and should be able to continue at first light. Usually, I would be starving by night, and my lack of hunger tells me I am not myself as of yet, but tomorrow is a new day. After a short period of me thanking her for her kindness and some small talk, I found myself asleep again. The next morning, I awoke with pain in my stomach. The pain of hunger was a good sign, and I got up, washed, and changed into some clean clothes. Selena wasn't in the room, but I found her down in the kitchen eating and I quickly joined her. We then settled with the innkeeper, and after assuring Selena multiple times that I was fit to travel and not too old, we set on our way toward the town of Knots, where we were to meet Arava. As we were walking on the trail that led outside of this small grouping of buildings in the middle of the forest, I asked her several questions. Questions to both pass the time in travel and also in an effort to get to know my new traveling companion. Let me tell you about myself in the form of a story. This will be a great way to pass the time, she said. Here is part of the story of Selena. Selena was a young, quiet girl when she first met the people of the mystical forest. She had just been handed an invitation to a birthday party, which she didn't want to attend because she had such a hard time around strangers. Her mother didn't quite understand this and just thought that her quietness could be cured by more interaction with people and through making more friends. Because of their status in the kingdom, it was often expected at parties that Selena might dance. She hated dancing, not because of the music that the old people listened to, but because she always feared she would look silly in front of others. Her mother again didn't quite understand this either, telling her that she simply didn't have to dance if she didn't want to. Selina thought of pretending to be sick on the day of the party, but she could never lie to her mother. The next day, she had no school, so this young girl decided to go for a walk in the forest, close to her home, and think of a way to avoid going to the party. After she told her mother where she was going, she set off on her walk. While Selina was quiet around people, she felt completely at home when walking in the forest and soon relaxed as she walked amongst the trees, flowers, birds, and bees. She loved the fresh scents and would breathe deeply. After about an hour of walking along the winding path, she suddenly heard the sound of music drifting through the air. Other than the sounds of the wind and birds, it was curious to hear music so deep in the forest. So she walked towards the sounds until she came upon a clearing where beautiful people were dancing and floating in the air. They were a group of fairies, and they were having what looked like a party of some sort. As she got closer, they noticed her and said, Welcome, Princess. Won't you join us? The girl Selina's normal shyness disappeared as she went and joined the fairies. She would often join the fairies in the forest whenever they had a party, They taught her to accept herself as she is, didn't push her to talk, and in fact, many of the fairies like her were content to just sit and watch all the others dance and fly about. But what these trips to the place where the fairies got together taught Selina most was that she was most at home when she was spending time in nature and not amongst the noises of the large city. And that is the start of the story of Selena, she finished. So you are a princess? You don't look like any princess I have ever seen, I said in disbelief. How many princesses have you seen? Thinking for a moment, I replied, you are the first, but... I guess I had an image in my mind as to what a princess would be like. We can't always trust our preconceptions lest they lead us astray. A wise princess you are, I replied. And after relating that story, it seemed that Selina, Princess Selina, had spoken all the words that she felt like speaking that day. So we walked the rest of the day along the trails and through the woods in silence. Having reached the end of the page, Esther so wanted to read the words again and again, but unfortunately, the candle was about to burn out. She carefully closed the book and slid it back into her bag and turned out the light of her candle. She got into bed and tried to slow her breathing for sleep. But again, her mind was filled with the images of the world beyond, of princesses and fairies, of hearty travelers, and of adventure. She saw images of her father and hoped that the book provided answers about his disappearance and the kingdom beyond. Esther eventually fell to sleep and didn't notice the sound of her mother walking back to her room after realizing that Esther was again up late reading. And that is the end of this part. Good night, sleep tight.